Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, our vacation planning services, and more at themeparkettes.com. Today, it's time to ride the movies. It's our Universal Orlando 101 episode. As our listeners know, our podcast is all about helping you have the best vacation possible. And while we've discussed Universal Orlando a little bit before in other episodes, we wanted to make sure we do a full episode where we get back to basics and help people who have never been to Universal Orlando or who haven't been in years because... If you haven't been to this park in a while, this park has changed a lot since the 90s, even since the early 2000s. This is not your mama's universal. And I am thrilled to introduce our special guest, one of my dearest friends, Yuri Rodriguez. Hello, theme parkettes. How are you, ladies? Hello, Yuri. It's so good to have you on the podcast. It's great to be here. Okay, so before we get into the nitty-gritty of this episode, I just want to share with our listeners your bio. Yuri started his life in college with Jessica. So literally, did, his life did not begin until he met Jessica, <laughs> where he studied musical theater and went on to perform around the world for many years. After deciding to make a career change, Yuri started honing his skills in the events business, and he currently produces large-scale sports and entertainment events, as well as some social events. He's planned hundreds of weddings, including a few on Disney property, but mostly works on some of the largest events on the yearly calendar, including my favorite the Food Network, New York City Wine and Food Festival, mm. the Miami Open Tennis Tournament, Art Basel Miami, and Jessica and I's personal favorite event, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. So <laughs> welcome, Yuri. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, this is great. I'm ready to talk about my uh, now daily life of going to Universal now that I live in Orlando. Hashtag living your best life hashtag wake up with universal yuri share your history why why do you think i had you i wanted to have you on this podcast well i've been going to universal since the dawn of time because number one i'm <laughs> old and number two i grew up in florida so i've been going since i was a kid um i've been now I think 10 times since the park reopening. And I also worked there uh, during college in their entertainment department in various capacities in the park and also during Halloween Horror Nights and Mardi Gras. But now I am a Universal Orlando annual pass holder. And enthusiast. And y'all just heard a little bit of him like faking saying right there. But this man has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. I love your voice. That was what I was like, whoa, that's like super, like super awesome guy, super fun. And then just one of the most beautiful voices you've ever heard. So if I do, I remember correctly that you were in the Beetlejuice show. I was for a short period of time. Um, <gasps> you were? And then I was also, uh, the majority of my time there, I was doing parades. And one time I was in one of the haunted houses during Halloween Horror Nights. And number one, I'm super afraid of the dark. And number two, I'm super <laughs> afraid of haunted houses. So I used to take like Tylenol every day because I would get really bad headaches because I would be more scared than any scaring that I ever did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Yuri and I have so much in common. You do. You, the two of you have a lot in common of being afraid of the haunted houses. Yeah, remember, I worked at Universal Halloween Horror Nights too, but I think we worked there different years. Um, but I re I have a really awesome memory of you and I going to Mardi Gras together and seeing Steve Miller band. I have no idea if you remember that, but we had a oh um, yeah 
a lot of really fun times. I park. sure do remember that. <laughs> that shows your age. We went to Universal and saw Steve Miller Band. Listen, <laughs> Steve Miller Band is timeless. It does not make us old. We keep. I agree. I'm just saying live, it's just Ashley. funny to me. <laughs> Don't make fun of us. <laughs> okay. We wanted to share with our listeners info that they should know when planning a trip to Universal Orlando, whether you want to make it part of your Orlando vacation or while you're visiting other theme parks or whether you want to spend your entire time in the Universal bubble, we've got you covered. And between the three of us, we all have some tips and must do's. So let's jump right in with some basic facts first. What is Universal Orlando? (laughs) Are you asking that question, listeners? (laughs) I hope somebody's asking that question. I hope somebody's asking that question. Uh, So it's two amusement parks. They're basically right next to each other, walking distance, kind of similar to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Uh, Also, you can take the the Harry Potter train in between them. Uh, And there's one water park. Okay, so the two amusement parks are called Universal Studios. So that was like the original one, which opened in 1990. And then Islands of Adventure opened 1999. And then Volcano Bay opened in 2017. But I think a lot of other people think there's a a land... a, a park called Harry Potter land. Like at least here, it, like people say that all of the time here that they're like, when did Harry Potter, like that's a whole separate park. I'm going to, I'm going to the Harry Potter park. And I'm like, no, you're going to universal yeah, Orlando. <laughs> so, so, and then also city walk, city walk, which is sort of the answer to downtown Disney, Disney Springs that has restaurants, bars, and the concert venue. They have movie theaters and a concert venue as well. The hard rock, hard rock live. Yep. Oh yep. Yeah. That's what we're saying when when someone says Universal Orlando. That's that's what they mean. And it's about a 12-minute car ride north of Disney. Uh, transportation from the airport, if you were just staying at Universal, if you were just going to Universal Parks, you really wouldn't need a rental car, would you? Uh, you could Uber uh, directly to property. And then once you're on property, it's really all very self-contained. It, I think it would depend on it would depend on whether you are staying in the Universal bubble. Or if you are planning to go to some other theme parks down the road, they have transportation, but it's paid transportation. Honestly, you might as well just use a Lyft or an Uber because if you're going to go stay somewhere else as part of your vacation, you know, you'll save the money on that end. So I I don't think that there's really like a best way to do it. It's either you pay Universal or you pay Uber or Lyft or you rent a car. And I don't think that you would like renting a car is absolutely necessary no, unless you're doing no. something like you really want to go like if you're going down to Bush Gardens or something like that. But I don't I don't think it's as necessary, but there's not the same type of express like there is with Disney, like the Magical Express. Correct. They have I mean Universal has what they call super shuttle, but you do have to pay for right. it. So it's not included in the cost. Good to know. So that's some basics. Let's talk about where to stay. As we've covered in other episodes, they have eight resorts now, which just kind of blows my mind. That's a ton of resorts Uh, from value, prime value, preferred and premier. And obviously, if you're staying at the premier resorts, a little bit more is included. So Lowe's Portofino Bay, which I've been to the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, the Royal Pacific Resort, that includes you get free Universal Express Unlimited passes, 
amazing, where you get to skip the regular lines as many times as you want. Um, you can get early park admission, priority seating, complimentary transportation to and from City Walk uh, and the theme parks. As you go towards the value resorts, some of that is taken away, but you can still get things like the complimentary transportation and charging privileges with your room key, which is really nice. Delivery of merchandise sent to your hotel. Yeah, but the best thing is the early morning access. Early morning access to Wizarding yes. World of Harry Potter. Harry Potter Land. And to Volcano Bay. Yes. <laughs> it's not Star Wars Land, and it's not Harry Potter Land. <laughs> it's the, the <laughs> Galaxy. It's the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yes. Yuri, a- any thoughts on the hotels? Yes, something really important to me, and as we know from a past video from the theme parkettes, very important to Jessica at least, is that our pets, what do we do with our pets when we're traveling to Universal Resort? So, I don't know if you know this, but for $50 per pet per night, you can stay with your small breed pets (gasps) at the Lowe's Royal Pacific Hotel, (gasps) the Hard Rock Hotel, the Sapphire Falls Resort, and the Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel. What? That yeah, is Yeah, and they do huge. some really, really cool stuff. Like for a fee, of course, you can have some amenities provided for your little four-legged babies. And some of these amenities include special bedding, leashes, collars, litter boxes, and litter scoopers, special treats, pet walking and sitting services, water bowls, placemats, all kinds of stuff that you can request from your pet, including some gourmet room service for your cats and dogs. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. One thing that is really important to note, though, is that you cannot leave your dogs unattended in the room, but... There is a kennel located on property that charges $15 per pet per day, and I believe it's just like Disney that you have to go and uh, see your dog at one point during the day. Well, that is so nice to know. I'm sure for people who are driving or RV type people, that makes all the difference. And I had no idea awesome. about that. That's really yeah, awesome. I didn't know that either. Shout out to everybody who watched uh, the theme park gets TikTok that got like <laughs> currently has like over 600,000 views about taking your dog to the Disneyland Kennel Club. Lots and of people love have and a lots of strong hate. opinions about this. Lo- yeah, lots of strong opinions telling me to leave my dog at home for 16 hours, which just kind of blows my mind. But uh, thanks. Yeah, that is a really cool, fun fact. I love knowing that. Um, have you ever stayed at any of the resorts? I did just recently. So um, they have uh, annual pass holder appreciation that was happening uh, throughout August. And at one of those points, the hotels were like $79. Nice. Um, so we decided to do a quick little one night staycation. We went to the park. We took advantage of the fact that we got the front of the line pass from our premium hotel. Yeah. And we enjoyed the day at the park. That is so awesome. smart. I love it. Ash, have you ever stayed? I haven't, but I've wanted to. And with all of the new perks that they are offering with the different levels of the hotel, it certainly makes it enticing. And honestly, depending on how many days you're planning to spend at the parks, it actually might be a cost savings to stay there because of you know the access that you're getting, depending on the level of the hotel that you're staying at. So yeah. One thing to note, though, 
is to make sure that you're checking which hotels it is that you're getting excited about. Because remember, indefinitely now, we don't have Sapphire Falls, Aventura, Portofino, or Endless Summer Dockside in. Right. Yeah, we are recording this during the pandemic. So even though we try not to bring that up, it is good to know that we don't know if those eight resorts will be around when you go to book them. So um, your mileage may vary, as we always like to say. Uh, Let's talk about park tickets, because you mentioned uh, being an annual pass holder. Oh, so nice. And I've heard they've had some really good deals, especially this year, uh, on annual passes. Yeah, I got a crazy deal on my annual pass. I don't remember remember how much it was but it was super inexpensive and unfortunately I did that before the craziest Florida resident offer came out have you guys seen that crazy Florida resident offer they have right now No, what is it Uh, you go to the park and for one day it's a two park pass for $164 and you can go for the rest of the year until December 24th with no blackout oh, dates. Oh my gosh. my gosh. That's such a good deal. That is That's huge. nuts. So if you are a Florida resident listening in 2020, I'm sure you already know about this and you know, maybe you've already discussed if that's something you feel comfortable with doing. But yeah, wow. I mean, I don't want to necessarily talk about the pandemic because I really want our episodes to be evergreen. But Yuri, you've been a few times. Can you just kind of touch on, on how it's been and your experience? You know what? The only thing to touch on is that Universal is really doing the best possible amount of trying that they can to make the park as safe as possible. Their employees are constantly making sure that people's masks are up. The lines are designated so that you are staying socially distant from the parties in front and behind you. Um, And something that Universal does that Disney does not do, which I love, is that Right before you get on the ride, the person that normally asks you how many people are in your party has a bottle of hand sanitizer in their hand and they squirt it in your hand. You have to take the sanitizer. I love it. Right. I mean, it's Florida, too, and we're all sweaty and you're touching things as you get like, can they just keep that forever? Can we just always it needs to be forever? <laughs> I that wish. Would just be so nice if it just exists for. Right. Ever. Oh, especially now I'm so much more aware of of germs at, at different parks germs. everywhere. And just, I want this hand sanitizer stations to stay. Same. So let's talk about the uh, average tickets. Um, tickets, I, I'm finding one park is usually around 109, two parks for 164, and Volcano Bay around $80. And, and then obviously they have two day tickets, three day tickets. And as you buy more days, you get better deals. And also remember that uh, the cost per day is date dependent. So much like Disney has moved to that model, Universal had that model first, um, depending on the time of year when you go, that cost could be more expensive or less expensive. Uh, but yeah, you know, the more days you buy, the better the deals. Yeah. And, but I mean, doing a one park day, I think if this is your first time going, you have to do both parks. You have to do Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. Wouldn't you both yes. agree? Yes, I think so. Mildly, I agree. But I do have to say this. If it is your first time going to Universal, I think that you should do two days. I find it very difficult when I'm Mm -hmm. taking somebody to Universal for the first time to really ride every attraction and see everything at Universal Studios 
and at Islands of Adventure in one day. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think you can absolutely at least spend two days there and split them up, do one then the other, and really experience it that way, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan and you plan on spending a lot of time in those sections of the park. Especially with the new Hagrid's ride, you're going to spend a good chunk of your day standing in line for that ride. So uh, you definitely want... uh, You definitely want two days. Although keep in mind, if you're going to ride the Hogwarts Express, not the Harry Potter train, Jessica. (laughs) If you're going to ride the Hogwarts Express to go between the two parks, um, you will need a a park-to-park pass. So if that's part of your day, if you want the full experience, you're going to have to have at least one of those days have a park-to-park pass. So just keep that in mind. And I think that that is a must-do. Also to clarify something about what you just said, Ashley, Uh, The Hagrid's Ride, you're actually not going to spend any of your day waiting in line for that ride because it is one of the rides that you have to join a virtual queue. So they have moved to virtual queues on a couple of things. And here's what I've also noticed. Depending on park attendance, the rides that have virtual queues also vary. So I still have not gone a single day where Hagrid's is not a virtual queue. And I don't mean to disappoint people, but it is a lot like Rise of the Resistance. You better get there early. You better have the app open and you got to sign up because they do run. uh, You're not guaranteed to ride Hagrid's motorbikes that day. Well, it's much it's much better than the day that it opened when the line was like, what, 14 hours long or some crazy. Correct. Insane amount of time. Yeah, that's. So I've heard it's incredible. Have you written it? I have written it every time I have gone because Universal Orlando annual pass holders also enter the park early, much like your premium hotel guests. Um, So I'm always in there and I'm ready right when that virtual queue opens and I sign in for it. But there are also other rides that seem to go in and out of the virtual queue. Um, The uh, Jimmy Fallon ride through New York. That ride is almost always virtual queue, if not always. Um, but on busy huh. days, they'll also add the mummy to virtual queue. I've seen them do all kinds of things. So just be aware that it's really good right at park opening to check that app, see what virtual queues are available for that day and plan out your day. The early bird gets the early bird gets the motorbike. I was going to say the early bird gets Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Gets uh, the Jimmy Fallon ride. <laughs> I'm just laughing that the Jimmy Fallon ride is on the virtual queue. Like that is yeah, a... I'm, I'm kind of surprised at that. Actually. I think it has to do with the amount of queue space that they have for it. Oh, that oh, makes sense. It's yeah. in the that old uh, Twister spot. R.I.P. Twister. R.I.P. Twister. Twister. And then before that, it was the Ghostbusters show. Correct. And also I can't I can't move on without saying the Hagrid's ride is stupid good. Is it? Oh, oh my god. I was god. like, what are you gonna it, say about this roller coaster? Guys, it is so good. Like I said before, I've been going to Universal for a long time because I'm ancient and I grew up in Florida. Um, one of the best rides they have ever put in that park. And I can no longer really ride roller coasters because I'm old and I have high blood pressure and they tell me not to. (laughs) But I ride that roller coaster every time because it is so ridiculous, unlike anything else. 
That's awesome. Wow. I, it just makes you think you're high blood pressure. I'm like, or you're allergic to cheese, which is Jessica's favorite <laughs> reference. Like, can you ride this? I always say those signs when like they literally have everything on there. Like if you're anything, you're pregnant, you have a bad bag, you're allergic to cheese. Um, Yuri, since we're talking about rides, I feel like we should like dive in a little bit on the ride part. What if you're if you're bringing somebody to the park for the first time? You're doing both parks. You 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 know the the park is crazy, and you've got a finite amount of time. Like, what are the must-do rides besides Hagrid's motorbike? Like, what are the things you must 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 do? Ooh, that is tough. Uh, in the Universal side, I'm gonna say. Rip Ride Rocket. I'm going to say The Mummy, which I love that ride. I would have to say the Harry Potter Gringotts ride. And I know it's not really a ride, but the new Born Stunt-tacular, which is in the old... I've heard amazing It's in the old things. Terminator building. Super high-tech, incredible experience that they've just added to the park. It is so cool. Yeah, I've heard only good things about that. They were preparing that forever, and then there was all the drama of what was going to happen. And oh my goodness, yeah. It's so... I'm so glad to hear you love it. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's super like high tech with all of these crazy set pieces and these stunt actors and a huge video wall where sometimes even like the set pieces are slowly moving and then the video wall behind it is moving quickly. So they really do bring you into the movie, which I mean, is what they're about. Yeah, ride the movie. Like Broadway quality sets. Uh, it's, it's really insane. I would also say that if you're taking someone, I... If they've never been to Universal, you've got to go on the E.T. ride. I was just going to say that. I can't believe I forgot E.T. It's the only OG ride that is left. OG ride. Which is wild. I, I mean, that's just crazy. I think that my family and I went the year that Universal opened. And the fact that there's nothing left from when the park opened. like Literally no, nothing. Literally, literally nothing, nothing except for E.T., and so it's like you just have to go and I mean, you can still take a picture with the shark. You can still take a picture with Jaws, but like you can't mm -hmm. ride Jaws. And like just everything is so different that the only thing, the OG is E.T. So, of course, as a history, theme park history buff, like I got to take people on that. You got to hear E.T. kind of say your name. You got to <laughs> smell the, the way that ride smells. You got to be in the forest of that cube, right? You have like, to see <gasps> those cheap animatronics that don't move their mouths, but they talk because the ride is from the dawn of time. <laughs> so old. It's old, it's old, but like it's good old. Yeah. It's good it is vintage. Good old. And I'm sad. Like, it's just crazy. We were sort of having that conversation the other day about like the problem or the challenge, let's say, with a park like Universal, which is based on properties like film properties is eventually like twister was not a forever movie it was not a movie that people will be watching till the necessarily till the end of time um, like, i, I take twister. offense to that the i watched i twister. also <laughs> take offense to that because twister is one of my favorite movies of all I mean, time it's great it's you've so never had good. it skip this house in this house and come after you cow <laughs> another cow <laughs> Oh my God. I think that's the same cow. <laughs> but like, are we just like, I don't know that I guess that's that's an issue that they had like earthquake the ride like people don't remember the earthquake movie, you know, so mm -mm. 
Sad face. R.I.P. Confrontation. I loved Confrontation. No more banana breath. Ugh. Bummer. No more. Yeah. Sad for all of those rides that have left. Now, what about Islands of Adventure? Oh, Islands of Adventure. Again, I can't ride them anymore, but the Hulk coaster yeah. is yes. a classic. It is a classic. Um, Spider-Man, the OG of mm-hmm. kind of that like moving through screens type ride so that good. Universal has made so popular now. So many screens. So many screens. Listen, <laughs> I, I could do without. So many screens. I could do without new screen rides. Could we go back to? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> but keep Spider-Man. Keep Spider-Man because it's the OG. So um, I do love the new King Kong ride. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, we have it here, you know, in our the tour, and yeah, it's good. I like that it's a different type of experience still using the screen that Universal came up with. Yeah, totally. But of course, I do have to say, because I love the OGs, I still got to take it back to the Jurassic Park ride. That's awesome. So good. Oh, and don't forget the Harry Potter ride inside of the... Forbidden Journey. Yeah, that ride is forever great. Always something that will impress people. Yeah. I just, I don't mean to diss the screen rides, just like the ones that's just like we're moved, like that, like Spider-Man was like really the first to do it and you were in the three, you got like, oh my gosh, and you're moving and the screen. But then it was just like, oh, Transformers is like basically Spider-Man, right? I mean, here's the thing. If we were really going to go down this OG ride hole, then we'd be talking about the Hanna-Barbera ride and Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. because those were like the OG, OG, OG screen. (laughs) Gone, gone, gone. (laughs) Sad. It's just so sad. sad. This is this is turning into a womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these are really fun parks with really fun rides for all ages. If you're not a roller coaster person, there's stuff for you. If you've got young kids, there's stuff for you. Oh my gosh, the Dr. Seuss land. Oh yeah. And guys, I know that we are talking about the two parks mainly, but there's also some great attractions slash rides at Volcano Bay that we can't leave out. And the one that I want to bring to everyone's attention, which I also have an awesome fun fact about for Jessica, mm-hmm. there is a, a a two raft slide at Volcano Bay that's called Maku Puihi. <laughs> and I found out that Maku Puihi in the Maori language means wet and wild. No they did way. it as a tribute. They did it as a tribute to the old wet and wild water park that was formerly owned by Universal First Orlando. Law. What? That is such a fun fact. I love it. Can you say Makupuihi one more time? <laughs> Makupuihi. Listen, when I was going over my Volcano Bay facts before we talked today, I was trying to like the you have those little wristbands that are like a magic band. The tapu tapu. But they're called tapu. Tapu Tapus and it like the names it like the Copico Y winding <laughs> river it's there's so many names that are so hard to pronounce I was like let's not really talk about Volcano Bay that much so I don't have to say them <laughs> well at this point we've already butchered all the names because we did Harry Potter train ride and oh, no. we're just calling things like the King Kong ride <laughs> uh, it has a name what's it called <laughs> so I found out some interesting things when I was looking at the ticket prices uh, that because of course you you've heard us talking about this Universal Express Pass listeners. So an add on to your ticket is the universal 
Universal Express Pass, which gets you front of the line at popular rides once per ride, which is usually around $60 right now. Or for $90, you get the Express Unlimited Pass, and that makes it so that you can go anytime you want. Uh, there are other extras that you can that are offered when you are buying your ticket, like Photo Pass, which is around seventy dollars for unlimited digital photos uh, from the professional photographers in the park, and you can also get one printed four by six and five by seven. There's a three day version of that. Uh, there's a City Walk Party Pass. You can go to like City Walk's Rising Star, Red Coconut Club, Bob Marley, A Tribute to Freedom, The Groove, and Pat O'Brien's. You can get a party Pat pass. Pat O'Brien's does not sound like a club. <laughs> I know it sounds like a bar. Uh, it it's a nod to that New Orleans bar, Pat O'Brien's. Ah, you can okay. go there and you can have a hurricane the size of your torso, <laughs> and they do have music playing. It all of these places kind of start out tame throughout <laughs> dinner time, and they get a little clubbier as the night goes along. Yeah, so for twelve bucks on top of your ticket, you can also get a party pass that gets you into those. Entertainment venues, I guess. Also, uh, $60 at the to uh, for a ticket to the Blue Man Group show. Apparently, Blue Man Group still happening, live and kicking at Universal. They have a CityWalk meal and movie deal that starts at $28. What? So you can get a meal and go see a movie at the movie theater there. That's it's a, a steal. Universal Cinemark. Yeah. Um, and you get to choose from a bunch of the different... Uh, restaurants there and they also have a quick service dining plan which we've talked about in previous episodes but just to let everybody know so quick service dining plan for the park starts at 26 dollars for adults which means you can like prepay for a quick service meal that includes a beverage and then you can also get a snack and then you can also get another uh non-alcoholic beverage at some point during your day so for 26 bucks you can buy that in advance and you just walk up and get it um, but the crazy thing that I found out when I was looking at tickets and add-ons was that there's a VIP experience that Ashley, I feel like we need to do this. I think so we need Universal to do this. Universal Studios, if you're listening. So if you're <laughs> going to spend an extra $90 for the Express Unlimited Pass on top of your ticket, okay, you're already pretty close to like $200, right? If you're going to two parks and you're getting the front of the line Express Pass, okay, you're already pretty close to $200, but for an extra 189 instead of the 90, so now that brings you to almost 300, but hear me out, you get a VIP experience. Five hours behind the scenes, food included, Express Unlimited Pass included. I feel like that's the, like the math tracks. Like it, it's a, that's so a steal. So if you're looking to splurge on your Orlando, Universal Orlando vacation, and you're already like, okay, I'm fine with spending 200 bucks on a ticket, spend 300 bucks. <laughs> and get your food included and a backstage tour and this one-of-a-kind experience for you and your family do it and i would say if you're going to the park and you only have one day available for universal this would be a great way to try to fit in both parks into one day and really see all of the attractions 100 right with a host showing you around so it doesn't have to be yuri being like you're going here and then you go <laughs> don't bother your friend who lives at church street station he's busy <laughs> planning the super bowl get a host and have them take you around and show you all the backstage and you will love this experience and i am i don't work for universal i don't get paid from them or free tickets or anything yet but <laughs> when i saw Casually. this i was like in. this is i mean 
I'm sorry, but VIP tours at Disney are like thousands They're of dollars. They're so expensive. This, I mean, Jess, I feel like when we go, we have to do this because we are pricing out trying to do both parks in one day and all that. This is, I mean, with the food alone, this I is was totally definitely going to get the front of the line pass. Oh, like, for there's sure. no, uh, once you've done a front of the line pass, you always want to do a front yeah. of the line pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we cover all the rides that are the must do's? What about, what if you have kids? If you have kids, you have to take them on the Minion Mayhem ride. Like, kids love Minions. Minion Mayhem. So You cute. have to take them on Shrek. Yup, Shrek 4D, right? Super um, cute. You have to do everything in Dr. Seuss land. Mm-hmm. The Cat in the Hat ride. I love that dark ride. It's so fun. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. Dude, it's you... so fun. Dudley do rights. <laughs> I don't know. That's scary. That might be too much for some. No, some that's kids log... like log rides. Yeah, it's like a fast log flume ride. Yeah, that one's intense. I would say that if you're going to take your kids on a water ride, you would do Bluto's, which is across from the ride we were just talking about, and that's more of just like your stereotypical theme park round raft that's going to go through, and there's going to be waterfalls that are going to get you wet, but the drop on Dudley is is a drop significant it's pretty scary it's fun and you will get wet you will get wet very <laughs> let's talk about food, food. our favorite topics I've got to say that I feel like Universal has really upped their game in terms of food from where they were in the 90s when I first went I remember having a pretty unexciting experience of like you know veggie burger and french fries those pretty you know on a bun that was stale <laughs> back in the day and then and having like I think popcorn you know but nothing exciting and now I think they've really upped their games Yuri I'd love to hear from you Uh, about your favorite places to eat when you go. So I started a little list, and lucky for you, Jessica, (laughs) I went to the park recently with one vegan and one vegetarian. Perfect. So uh, I wanted to tell you guys a couple of places that I love to eat at each of the parks and just some awesome items that they have at those places. So in Universal Studios, the older park, there's Finnegan's Bar and Grill, which is kind of known for their fish and chips, but they also have a vegan shepherd's pie. What? Yeah. And my friend loved it. Then there's the San Francisco Pastry Company, which is where I like to go for breakfast because they have an awesome bacon, egg, and cheese croissant there. But they also have a veggie press sandwich that is supposed to be very good as well. There is Central Park Crepes that have vegetarian savory crepes, smoked brisket savory crepe, and then a strawberry hazelnut sweet crepe that is literally worth going to the park for. Yeah. And then also in the old park, there's the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store. As we know this year, they won't be doing Halloween Horror Nights, but they still have this awesome place that you could go to where they're doing not only a tribute to all of kind of classic monsters but also they've brought back some cool old t-shirts and stuff from the old halloween horror nights of years past and inside of there they are serving a beating heart sour cherry gummy it's literally sitting on this thing and they have something underneath it that makes it look like the little gummy is beating it's super good And they are also serving vegan brownie skulls. And the brownie was really good, too. 
and then inside oh, Islands wow. of Adventure, there's Confisco Grill that has a pork belly banh mi and uh, pad thai that you can substitute the protein for tofu. There is green eggs and ham that has buffalo chicken tater tots and green oh eggs and gosh. ham tots. That sounds like Ashley right there. I'm there so go. excited So about good. This. And then there's Doc Sagru's Dessert Kebab House that has a vegetarian kebab combo and a beef kebab combo that were both really, really good. Jess, you're going to be all set. Oh, Jess, there are so many options for you. Even at Volcano Bay, there's Kohola Reef Restaurant that had a quinoa edamame burger that was really good. There's all kinds of new vegetarian and vegan options throughout all of their parks, even CityWalk. Yeah, I remember when we talked to Sparkly Nicole, she made me really excited about going to Mythos. And I was like, all right, we definitely have to go and sit down there. But they're, they've really upped their game. I would say, though, for the average non-vegan, gluten-free listener, there are some known things that you have to get if it's your first time at Universal. Like, of course, the butterbeer. Butterbeer. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, but even if you're not, uh, it's non-alcoholic. It's like a butterscotch. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a soda butterscotch. I don't even there's you can get it at regular, you can get it hot, you can get it frozen. There's also butterbeer soft serve. Say so, so Yuri, which which butterbeer are you? Are you a hot or a frozen? Or I'm a, a frozen for sure. Yeah. I've had them all at Universal Hollywood. Uh, and I, I like the Frozen. For sure. It's definitely the best. Another thing that everybody always takes pictures and talks about when they go to Universal is the massive lad pink donut. You know what I'm talking about? The <laughs> yes. big Homer Simpson donut in yeah. the Simpsons land. Like everybody talks about that. Like you just take a picture. This this donut is the size of your head. It's big enough for your whole family to eat. Um, there's also like a huge, if you go to the NBC Sports restaurant, there's just a lot of giant food because, you know, the, hashtag theme parks. There's mm-hmm. the giant pretzel from there. Um, it's just massive, like the size of your table. Oh, and don't <laughs> don't let me forget Voodoo Donuts. Right. Of course. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Those donuts are insane. And they have vegan donuts there. Yeah. They don't have gluten free donuts, sadly. Um, no, they do not. I've been messaging them about that for years. <laughs> Come on. Come yeah, on, Voodoo. I know. Uh, my That's fine by me. I don't need a donuts. I would want to go over to Toothsome and get the the one of those massive like chocolate milkshakes from the Chocolate Emporium there. The peanut butter and chocolate salted caramel pretzel. Like, oh my gosh, they're huge and massive. And that's what I would want. I feel want. like we're going to have to do two or three days just for the food. Well, that's the thing. Universal, I, I've, they've really got some some really great food options and I don't think enough people talk about it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite like sit down place like any like fancy place? Yeah, I think that my favorite sit down is going to be in City Walk and it's Big Fire. They have like beer glaze scallops and they have this big cre- uh, Creekstone cowboy ribeye that's really amazing and their vegan cauliflower steak is really really good what about you ashley you have thoughts food thoughts i don't know there's so many options if i'm gonna sit down i am sentimentally attached to margaritaville but uh if i if i want to eat like really really good food probably the cowfish so good that's in city walk and it's it's essentially a sushi and burger bar and they do different kinds of fusion and it's just 
if you like sushi and you like burgers and you want to go somewhere where you can have both of those things, that's where you go. Nice. So it's like my dream. Let's talk about shows and entertainment. We talked about the Born Stunt Spectacular. R.I.P. to the Beetlejuice show. Why did they get rid of the Beetlejuice show, Yuri? Why? I think it was honestly because of space. Oh. Uh, that park, uh, you know from working there as well, there's really not much expansion space around yeah. that park, which is why now the third park that is in the works to happen is kind of a distance away because there's they're really out of land, I think, is yeah. what it seems like to me. But you can't talk about the Beetlejuice show and those characters without talking about the horror makeup show, which is still one of my favorite things at the park. That's also an Has OG. Has that changed much recently? It has changed a bit since from what you re- would remember in the past. It is really good. I still see it every time. Yeah. And they're so fun. That's such a fun show and such great all for the family. And it's funny and gives you sort of like that behind. That feels like you're you know, on a movie set, learning from a makeup artist. And then the rest of the shows that I like on Universal Property, they're not really so much uh, like theater style shows, but just all of the show experiences that they've put around the park. Like in the Universal side, in the Harry Potter area, there's Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees, which is an awesome little show of like a lead female singer and then kind of three doo-wop girls behind her that is really good. Um, and right by the mummy, there's the Beat Builders, which if you're if you know Stomp, the musical, it's a lot like that, except they're up on the side of a building all in scaffolding. What? And it's Ooh. really cool. Then inside Islands of Adventure in uh, the Jurassic Park area, there's the Raptor Encounter, which isn't so much a show, but it is an experience type thing, which I love. A must do for families. Must do. I think, just to, even just to get that picture. And yeah. then right in front of the Harry Potter ride um, is the Frog Choir, which is so cute. It's literally singers that come out with these frogs. It, it's, uh, you have to see it. I don't want to give away anything. <laughs> Listen, I trust you. Like I said, you're one of my favorite singers. So if you're telling me that there's a choir I have to see, even if it's frogs, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really it for me. I think that uh, Universal, in my opinion, at least, is a lot less show-based Mm-hmm. Than like your Disney parks where you're going to have a lot more of those Beauty and the Beast type shows where you go in, formally sit at a theater and watch a show. There's a lot less of that and a lot more like you can stop, watch a bit of a show, get on a ride, come back out, catch something else. I love it. it means you can move to the park a lot, which is great. Holidays and festivals that we just want to let everybody know about. Obviously, uh, Halloween Horror Nights. If you happen to be planning a trip, September or October, uh, you're going to be there during Halloween Horror Nights. Make sure you check your tickets if you don't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights because the park closes early and you have to have a separate ticket. It is a separate ticketed event to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, We talk about that in in our special ticketed events and parties episode. So if you want to learn more about Halloween Horror Nights, listen to that. It is so fun. If you love Halloween, if you love being scared. And I mean, it is scary. 
It's the the haunted houses are the best in the world. Also, uh, if you happen to be there during March, that's when Mardi Gras is at Universal. It's at Universal Studios, the original park. Uh, there's a nightly parade and like we said, concerts, food. They throw beads. It's that very like New Orleans Mardi Gras fun party evening. Um, and then, of course, there is uh, the holiday time. Like we mentioned previously, uh, going to the parks around the holidays. I've never been to Universal. Universal at Christmas time, not not Universal Orlando. I've been to Universal Hollywood, and of course they do Grinchmas. They also do Grinchmas here, and they historically have uh, done um, Macy's balloons mm-hmm. that the came Macy's through the parade. park. Yeah, yeah. So they they really do quite a bit of stuff, and there's quite a bit of theming. Uh, the last time that I went during the holidays, like in the Islands of Adventure side. Uh, the Harry Potter area is like a snowy scene and they definitely incorporated more of that feeling of the holidays throughout that Harry Potter land and it was really cool Um, and they definitely decorate and theme out yeah they do that at Universal Hollywood too they decorate Hogwarts and they do a whole show fireworks and that represent all the different houses and it's absolutely gorgeous and it snows and super fun and while we're talking about the similarities between Hollywood and Orlando Universal for those of you who are used to the Universal Hollywood experience and getting to see you know go on the Universal tour and be right there at a working studio uh, that is not the case so much in Orlando. Uh, in the 90s, Nickelodeon Studios were there. They did have a lot of things that ended up filming down there. And I think they still do here and there. I know commercials, but um, but there's not really that like working set sort of thing. It's more of a park themed about film sets rather than an actual film set anymore. Yeah, um, they they used to, because they still have all of the sound stages there, they used to do quite a bit of work in there, including when they had Nickelodeon Studios attached to the park. But now that's kind of gone the way of the dodo, and they've used <laughs> those areas more uh, to be attraction-based. They've strayed away from it being a working studio. Does the Nickelodeon building still exist? I think that's where Blue Man Group is now. Yeah, oh. that's where Blue Man Group is. And in fact, they took the time capsule. Do you remember they planted a time yes. capsule yeah. in the yes. 90s? They took that time capsule and they moved it to the Nick to the Nickelodeon Hotel, which was in Orlando for a short time. And then which when that also ho- went the way of the dodo. <laughs> <laughs> and when that hotel closed, they finally shipped it out here to Hollywood and it's in Burbank. It's at the Nickelodeon so, Studios in Burbank, which is it is not nearly crazy? as exciting as the one that was in Orlando. <laughs> I know we took pictures with that thing as a kid and it's like oh my gosh it's like right around the corner from me now and you could get slimed those were the days that's that's I think the biggest difference is uh Hollywood was basically a movie studio that had a theme park that wasn't supposed to be there sort of be built around it on a mountain squished in wherever it could and Universal Orlando was was built and then they built studios in it with the uh, intention of doing that but yeah that is not really so much a thing so maybe don't expect to see sets if uh that's something that you're into so ashley as our resident travel booking expert Mm. how should people book their travel to universal orlando that's a great question because a lot of folks wonder whether or not it's as 
labor intensive as its neighbor down the street. I would say um, you can do every, so first of all, you can do everything online. Uh, What can't you do online at this point in the world? And um, that is where I would suggest you start. So uh, Universal Orlando specifically, its website is universalorlando.com. And that is where you can go to secure everything from your park tickets to your hotels, um, annual passes if that floats your boat, uh, packages, express pack, uh, passes, um, you know, all of those things. But the nice thing about Universal or one of the the things that I love about Universal is that if you are planning to do at least two days, whether you're going to do a park to park each, you know, both days or just one park per day, um, if you're going to spend at least two days in the Universal parks and maybe one day in the water park, it is almost better to stay at one of the Universal resorts. And that is because the number of deals and specials um, and and booking a package with them can actually save you money in the long run versus staying somewhere else, you know, renting a car or Ubering or um, taking some sort of transportation and going back and forth. So um, there's a lot of benefits to staying at a Universal Resort. And I've actually had clients that if they are being really budget conscious, we've sat down and did out the math and it actually saved them money to do a split stay. So they've spent their universal time at the front end of their week and stayed at a universal resort and then went elsewhere for the rest of the week. Um, So that part I think is really important is that you can do it a la carte, but Universal offers some really enticing packages if you are willing to stay a night or two in their resorts. And the resorts are beautiful. Is dining something they can also book through that website? It is. Um, It's also something that I offer as part of my services. So um, the one thing I will say is that Universal's website can be really overwhelming to look at. And uh, it's a lot of math if you're trying to save that money. So uh, you can always call your friendly travel agent, hint, hint, and they can take care of it for you. Um, And one of the things that I do as part of my services to all of my clients, regardless of where they're traveling, is uh, book dining reservations. In this case, you know, making sure you have your express passes and all of those things. Um, Universal, actually, speaking of dining reservations, one thing to keep in mind is that uh, there are dining reservations available for CityWalk restaurants, uh, for restaurants in the theme parks, and then also restaurants in the hotels. And they actually have... um, less of a of a reservation window so um, you can actually book most dining within 30 days and then in some cases depending on the restaurant within 90 days and uh, there's no penalty unlike other places so you can (laughs) book you can book your reservation and then if something comes up and you don't make it you don't have to worry about being charged for it so that part is kind of nice too I'm sure that we will cover Universal Studios more as time goes on and a little bit more in depth, but I feel like we gave a pretty great overview. Uh, But if you have more questions about Universal, please send them to us and we'll get them answered for you on our podcast in future episodes. But now I think it's time to ask Yuri the theme park gets five questions. Yuri, we ask these five questions to everybody who comes on our podcast and I'm excited to hear your answer. Me too. What's your favorite non-Disney park? Ooh, I would probably have to say, and not because it's this podcast, <laughs> Universal <laughs> Islands of Adventure. Awesome. What's your favorite Disney park? That is tough, but I'm going to have to say it's a tie. And for this reason, Hollywood Studios for the rides, because that park has everything now. But 
Epcot for the World Showcase because I also love to eat and drink. We, the three of us, had so much fun eating and drinking around the world. We did. We did. I was just talking about Baby Guinness the other day. I was like, oh, Baby Guinnesses. Oh, every time, every time I go. Good time. I remember us doing the wobble (laughs) in the streets of, was it Canada? For the record, I think we were in. Yes. No, we weren't in Canada. I think we were in Germany. Oh, yeah. We were on the way because we started the way that I never start. I always go Canada first, but we went Mexico. We went Mexico first. first. You go Canada first? What? Of course, I have to go. You live on the wild side going Canada first. Oh, my God. Yeah. Beer before liquor? What are you thinking? (laughs) No, 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 because the Rosen Crown is to the right, ladies. The Rosen Crown is to the right. I don't know. I oh, that's blasphemy in are, my book. But we are one hundred percent Mexico first. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm actually Norway first, and then I go backtrack to Mexico. But yeah, but like we're I, oh we're we go to the left, to the left, to the left. Yeah. We are Beyonce of the World Showcase <laughs> scenario. Question: How did we hear the wobble? I remember at the this story. I re- this is the only part of that night that I remember. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. So for I anybody who's we curious, we were, Jessica and I ran the Wine and Dine half marathon. And after the half marathon that night, they closed down Epcot early. And if you ran the race, you could bring your friends for a small fee and enjoy the park. And the nice part about it is that they have DJs set up all over. And so they pipe in popular music and we were making our way through Germany and we heard the wobble. If we hear the wobble, we have to do the wobble. We have to do the like, wobble. Like, wherever we are. <laughs> Literally, like, we stop moving, everything, like, the seas part, and we have to wobble. Yuri, we have wobbled with you in downtown Disney. I mean, Disney Springs. Yeah. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Sorry. It will always be downtown Disney <laughs> Disney Springs. Uh, and at the World Showcase, but yeah, I was like, why were we listening to the wobble, like, why. in Germany? They're not playing German music? Because <laughs> it was a party. We were celebrating. Uh, and... Good times. We got a bunch of people to wobble with us, a bunch of strangers, and it was great. Favorite ride. What's your favorite ride of all time? Oh, sorry. Rise of the Resistance. No sorry needed. Also mine. (sighs) Disney claims to fame. So number one, I've been chosen to ride in the parade at Magic Kingdom as the Grand Marshal. (gasps) You have? I have. It was one of the greatest days of my life. And also the fact that I used to be the host of the Backlot Tour water tank show at the then Disney MGM Studios. I wonder if you were my host the year that I got picked to do the screaming. Oh, it's very possible. I worked a lot. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yuri. Down at the end of the dock is my assistant, Jessica, and we'd like to welcome you to the Disney MGM Studios Backlot Tour. To get a better idea of what can be done in a water tank just like this, please watch your overhead monitors. Oh my I can probably gosh. still do the whole thing. That was incredible. I'm going to die if you were the person in my photos. That would be amazing. Hilarious. That would be amazing. Also, I might need you to do my um, voicemail for me. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be amazing and last question any questions for us let's see well we talked about this a lot so how about what is your favorite theme park snack oh oh that's tough oh i feel like i know jessica's but i could be wrong you think you know mine? I do. I think I know yours. Can Obviously I guess yours? yours? <laughs> Can I guess yours? <laughs> yeah, you guess okay. mine. <laughs> okay. I think yours is the churro toffee. You know, that's my favorite seasonal Disneyland. There's a churro <laughs> toffee and a churro toffee marshmallow at Disneyland at DCA, um, which is phenomenal and gluten-free. 
Um, so seasonally, yes, that is my favorite. <laughs> Listen, if you are there and they have the churro toffee or the churro toffee marshmallow, you have to get it. It's like a, the marshmallow stick, Yuri, and they roll it in churro toffee. And and so it's got like a – no, they dip it in caramel and then they roll it in churro toffee. What? It's amazing okay. and gluten-free. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is my favorite seasonal snack. But in general, ice cream. I mean, every theme park. I've probably never gone to a theme park and not gotten some sort of ice cream. Ashley's is clearly beignets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes. Well, I do love beignets. But actually, my favorite snack is the school bread from Norway. Like if, Ooh, if wow. I had to pick between the two, I would pick the school bread from Nor. It's so good. It's like a giant, like Boston cream donut with coconut, except it's not as sweet. So you can eat like seven of them because you know you're not like eating like all of that sugar at once. But it's it's delicious. It's also very shareable because it's huge. And you're talking about Norway at Epcot, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, at the world's show. Not in Norway, the country. <laughs> Not like in Norway. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to Norway. They might be, <laughs> might exist in Norway. In but... park in Norway. Well, no, for a minute there, I was like, maybe there's some kind of Norway thing in California that I've never been to or no. uh, something like that. No, you're talking about Norway here at my beloved yes. Epcot Center. In the world showcase. Yes. So the next time you go to Epcot, you have to go to the bakery in Norway and get School bread. Okay, so in like 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then you have to report back. I promise, like, you can split it. It's enormous. It's the size of like a like a small dinner plate. Not a din- big dinner plate, but like the little side plates. It's huge, but Actually, it's spell delicious. It. Oh, how do you, are you saying school? School, school as in S-C-H-O-O-L oh. space bread. Okay. School bread. Uh, and Yuri, what's yours? Call me basic, ladies. I know, call me basic, but it's the the popcorn (laughs) (laughs) did you know the popcorn is vegan yes we found that out in our episode so do you when you get your popcorn there yuri do you get the like refillable container and then just refill it all day long (sighs) you know what i don't i don't and i will tell you why i just want a popcorn and i don't want to share it i just want a popcorn (laughs) for me that I'm going to eat, and I usually do it because I can't ride roller coasters that go upside down. So if I'm at Hollywood Studios, I will wait for everyone to get on Rock and Roller Coaster or to ride Tower of Terror, which I unfortunately can't ride anymore either. And I run away, I go get a popcorn, and I sit by myself unbothered and eat it without sharing. That sounds lovely, actually. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I've done the refillable popcorn bucket thing once, and to be honest, it's too much popcorn. It <laughs> is a lot of popcorn. By yourself. <laughs> Not to mention that I don't want to carry it around. What do you? How do you feel about the caramel popcorn in Epcot? Uh uh-uh, uh mm. That's a no, no? for me. I'm really? A popcorn pu- I'm a popcorn purist. I want. <laughs> I want Disney's pop secret popcorn covered in butter, covered in salt, clogging my innards. I just want it. I want the popcorn. It's not butter. It's coconut oil. Wait, so hold on a second. So wait, is it pop secret brand? Is that what they use? It is pop secret brand. Is this a secret? Is this a hot tip? It's not a hot tip. It says pop secret on it. Pop secret not is a no secret. secret. Not a secret. <laughs> it's no secret. Shows you how often I get popcorn at the theme parks. I'll tell you what, though. That caramel couche popcorn it's so in good. Germany is like just, that is not vegan. That is like <laughs> butter and sugar. Yes. Butter and, and a sugar. a little bit of popcorn. 
the best popcorn though they don't i don't know if they make it anymore but years ago they used to make like a zebra stripe where it was popcorn Mm -hmm. covered in white and and dark chocolate and i would literally buy bags of that well they have a popcornopolis shop right on universal city walk in hollywood and they have all every type of flavor and every type of topping you could possibly think of cookies and cream and unicorn sprinkles and whatever the cheese popcorn is amazing amazing Mm, just the regular is also good but i recently found out they are certified (gasps) gluten-free Yay. And so I was able to have some cookies and cream, and they also sell it at like Target Ooh, now. That so, is yeah, a hot you can take tip. a little bit of the Universal theme park home with you. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it is only a California thing. I'm trying to think if I've I ever seen. It I don't is. know if they exist in. Yeah. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm real chubby, and during your whole explanation, <laughs> yes, I was listening, Jessica, but I was also immediately going to Apple Maps to see if there was a Popcornopolis somewhere in Orlando, <laughs> and nothing yeah. came up. Oh, okay, but days. I just discovered going to their website because I did the same thing. <laughs> you you can make your own. You can create your own popcorn. What does that mean? Make your own like popcorn? you can create your own, your own like your own a, like your own like like you know how it comes in a cone. Yeah. You can create one. Like you can you can decide what goes. Oh, at in the it. Popcornopolis store. Yes, yeah. yes, you can make yes. it like different. Oh, I thought you were telling me that I could make popcorn at home, and I was so like, did yeah, I. Ashley. I was like, yeah, Ashley. Yeah, <laughs> we can all do that. We can all do that, Ashley. <laughs> that's that's my hot tip. Do you guys know you can make pop secret at home? <laughs> no, I haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome hey yuri can you please tell our listeners how they can find you online well you can find me on my instagram which i will spell out for you because my name is complicated it's at y-u-r-i-e-f as in frank r rodriguez and anything you'd like to promote anything you have coming up that you want to let people know about or yeah currently um i am volunteering on most fridays whenever i can get away from work um with an organization here in orlando called feed the need every friday we are basically doing a food pantry any entertainer or entertainment industry people here in orlando and that's everything from the events business to disney employees universal employees anybody uh, that works in the world of entertainment can come through they will get um a tray of vegetables for them to cook their food for the week and also um, some prepared meals for that day that we will also be handing out and anybody who can donate so that we can continue to literally feed the need that is happening here in Orlando with the entertainment industry, please Google Feed the Need Orlando and help out in any way that you can. Awesome. And yeah, to everybody who is employed in entertainment and theme park industry, especially our hearts go out to you. We're thinking of you. Uh, We're doing the best that we can to try to get the word out to try to help you uh, have some resources. So um, yeah, just thinking of you all. Just wanted to say that you guys make the magic, whether you're a cast member or a team member. And um, we, we have family members who are who are in this situation, friends, people we love and you guys have made all of our trips the most magical. And so we want to do whatever we can to be helpful. 
And for those of you looking to find out more about Ashley and I, our shop and vacation planning services, head over to themeparkettes.com. Also look for us on Instagram at the theme parkettes. We have a Facebook discussion group. We have a TikTok that's wildly popular now. <laughs> uh, my personal Instagram is actor Jessica Gardner. And I am at happy go Ashley. You know, we don't normally do this, but I really want to say if you've been enjoying our podcast, we could really use some reviews. Reviews really help your podcasts get boosted up. So if you wouldn't mind just, you know, just saying they're great. Like whatever you want to say, we'd love to hear it. Please reach out to us. Send us a DM. You ask us questions. Or tell us your local theme park that you want us to cover. Yes. (laughs) And if you want to be a guest, if you think you'd be a good guest. We're always, or you know somebody who would be an amazing guest? Yes. Send us a message. Let us know. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. And hey, if you see us doing the wobble in a theme park, come up to us and do the wobble too. <laughs> come and say hi. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. And thank you so much, Yuri. Thank you, theme parkettes. Yay. <laughs> wobble, baby, wobble.